0: Chapter 54 Mama, I wish I could say that running into Tyke is a relief. However, I'm having that sinking feeling like something is about to go terribly wrong. I've escaped enough sticky situations to know when I'm about to walk into another one. Except this feels much, much worse. If you don't see any more entries here, you'll know why. While Ilse was dreaming, she heard talking. At first the voices were quiet and incoherent. They were like flies buzzing in her ear, so she swatted them away. However, someone clutched her wrists and held them firmly to the ground. She suddenly woke up. Someone was trying to pin her to the ground with their hands. "'Hey!' she exclaimed, struggling. She saw two darkened faces close to hers. Their faces were hidden in cloaked hoods. "'Stop! Let me go!' ILSI cried. She leaned back and kicked as hard as she could with her legs. She knocked one back and surprised the other. She tried swinging her body to smash the other against the wall. It worked momentarily. Hurry! One of them cried. They struck her between the shoulder blades and tied ILSI's hand behind her back while she was in shock from the blow. ILSI began screaming for help. Tyke bolted up from his sleep. His eyes went wide and he began banging on the bars. Let her go! He exclaimed. "'Stop it! Stop it now!' One of them struck him violently, and he fell back in his cell. Ilse was still squirming and struggling to get free. "'Tyke!' she cried, concerned for her own safety and for Tyke. One of them yanked her by the hair, and she screamed. They dragged her out of the cell and up the steps to the prison's exit. Goose screamed after her. "'Get your hands off of me!' Ilse said, viciously biting one of their hands. He yelped and struck her across the face. She reeled in shock. She felt another blow on the back of her head, and she sank into black darkness. Ilse lifted her face from the floor and tasted blood on her lip. She noticed she was lying on a silken carpet. Her eyes widened as she tried to pull herself off the ground. The lights around her were hazy, so she blinked a few times to try and clear her vision. She sat on the floor and realized she was still in uniform. She flung the cape and armor away with anger and disgust. She was clad in a long-sleeved shirt, black trousers, and black boots. She pulled herself into a crisscross sitting position, and she clutched her head and moaned. Her back and head were throbbing in pain. She stared at the carpet again, and it came into focus. It was lavishly patterned, and it looked very expensive. She was sitting in the middle of a very ornate room. A large chandelier hung from the ceiling, and it was lit with hundreds of candles. The tiny flames flickered a bit, casting shivering shadows on the walls. Large printed violet tapestries hung on the walls, nearly covering them up completely. There were low, long couches backed against a large window. The curtains were closed, but she could barely see any sunshine, so it had to be late in the evening. Suddenly, someone opened a door behind Ilse. She flinched and scrambled to her feet. It hurt to fully stand. After long days of sitting and standing with a bent back, it proved painful for her to try to stand straight. She heard a low chuckle. A woman entered the room. She wore a long, flowing violet dress that matched the drapes all too well. Her sleeves were cut down the middle, revealing pale flesh. The ends gathered at her wrists. Her head was covered in a veil that wrapped around her neck, but Ilse could see dark black hair poking through. She was very pale. Her milky white hands were clasped in front of her dress, and she wore a wry grin. She wasn't very attractive, despite her ornate dress. I see you're finally on your feet, she said, her voice low. "'Ilsie guessed the woman had to be twenty years older than her. "'What do you want?' Ilse asked, clenching her fists. "'The woman merely grinned with an arched eyebrow. "'She motioned to one of her couches and asked, "'Care to sit down?' "'I'd rather stand,' Ilse returned, icily. "'I haven't been able to stand for days. "'That's what happens when you're jailed for no good reason. "'I assume it was your doing?' "'Yes and no.' the woman said, thoughtfully pacing the room. I understand it was hard to... retrieve you in the first place. Rubens wasn't the least bit pleased to see you gone. Ilse was genuinely concerned. Where am I, then? You're in my private apartments. Rubens was on his way to deliver you to the chief Ilderim himself. I made sure that that didn't happen, the woman said, staring into Ilse's eyes. That sounds a bit like a favor, doesn't it? Perhaps, Ilse said coldly. But I'm sure you didn't do it to help me. So no, that's not a true favor. Aha, the woman purred. I see you're not in the mood for dawdling. What do you want from me? Ilse asked again, clenching her jaw, slowly losing patience. I want information, the woman said. A secret? She stared at Ilse, holding her arm out in front of her, pointing at her throat. Ilse suddenly grimaced, and her eyes bugged out. Her throat was constrained, and she could hardly breathe. The woman didn't flinch. What is your most unique ability? The woman intoned, her eyes glazed white. Ilse tried to scream, yell, or use another spell to counter her, but no words came, except, I can conjure Swift! The pain suddenly left her, and she held her throat in terror. Her strangled words echoed wickedly within the room. The woman used some sort of spell that forced people to tell the truth. The woman put her arm down and smiled. Ilse put her hands to her throat as she breathed heavily. Music to my ears, the woman said. You're a horrible person, Ilse said, her voice grated. Why would you do that? "'Dear girl, I wanted to make sure that I found the right person,' she said without emotion. "'Now that I know who you are, I can introduce myself. "'My name is Amelia, otherwise known as Althod's daughter.' "'You're his daughter?' Elsie exclaimed. "'Yes,' the woman said indifferently. "'It's quite lovely, isn't it? Bet you didn't think a monster could be a father.' Ilse suddenly felt fuzzy and sick. What else do you have in mind for me, Amelia? Ilse murmured. I told you what you wanted to steal. Amelia just grinned as she quickly raised her hand to cast another spell, but Ilse quickly countered it with a deflecting spell. She created a shield of ice and the spell somehow whizzed back towards Amelia. The pale woman started holding her neck, her mouth wide in agony. Her eyes went cross and they bugged out. She tried to wheeze or stop the spell, but the spell immediately worked its charm. I never wanted to be close to him because of his rotten plans. I hate him. He's such a fool. He doesn't even know that I have Swift. She cried out, then began choking. She collapsed on the floor, free of the spell. Her veil came loose and fell to the floor. Ilsie's eyes widened in fright. The woman silently sobbed on her carpet. Her short and untidy hair looked as if cut by a jagged, dull sword. Her hair covered her eyes as if ashamed. "'Your father doesn't know?' Ilsie asked quietly. "'Isn't our powers passed down by blood?' Ilsie had always secretly hoped to find someone else of her clan, but wished it didn't happen like this. "'Of course he doesn't know,' Amelia retorted, refusing to rise. "'If I revealed it to him, he wouldn't care if it was me.' He would sacrifice me willingly to follow through with his plans. What does he plan to do with our powers? Ilse quickly asked. I don't know, Amelia replied quietly. I overheard only a little bit, but enough. He never talks to me. He doesn't even let me see him. Ironic that it's probably the reason I'm still alive. Ilse shivered. Al thought it wasn't just about collecting people for their abilities... It seemed like he was only interested in the abilities. Althod, he couldn't be so cruel to sacrifice his own daughter, Ilse said as Amelia turned to face her. I wouldn't be so sure of that. You don't know, my father. So why did you bring me here? Why did you stop Rubens from taking me to Althod? Ilse said, adding coldly, I would have taken your place and saved your skin if what you're telling me is true. Do you actually think that I plan to let my father succeed? Amelia said bitterly. I plan to be the reason why he fails. I want to take away his future like he took mine. Why does that still not sound like you'll let me go? Ilse dared to ask. Amelia rose to her feet, wiping her face with her sleeve. She stared grimly at Ilse. Think about it. It would only frustrate him even more if I were to escape and rally more allies to take care of him. Not to mention, I have a bit of a score to settle with Rubens myself. What if I helped you disassemble his whole army? No, I'm afraid I can't let you go, Amelia said, hollowly. I plan to purge everyone who ever possessed Swift. Ilse gulped. Her mouth went dry. Yes, my dear. Amelia said, with a maniacal look in her eye. "'I plan on ending you like I have "'with so many of our brothers and sisters. "'Once there are no more of them out there, "'my precious father will have no one to sacrifice "'and it will leave him ruined. "'Then, as soon as I see him sick with anger and rage, "'I'll finish the work by killing the last person with Swift, me.' "'You can't do that,' Ilse said quickly. I didn't come this far to get killed by you. Don't be fooled, dear. Amelia smiled wickedly again, talking in a high, whiny voice. I've done it loads of times. I promised to make it quick. I must admit, if you didn't have Swift, I would fancy you to be an excellent friend. There was a sudden change to her appearance. Ilse definitely could tell she was insane and poised to kill. She had no idea what kind of power Amelia could possibly know. The woman didn't draw a weapon. Amelia suddenly sent her hands flying, calling upon another spell. Ilse fell to the floor as the spell flew past her. It accidentally zapped a nearby lamp and it exploded against the wall. Ilse rolled to the side, avoiding another spell. Come now, dearie, (laughs) Amelia said. You're only delaying the inevitable. One thing Ilse knew was that Amelia wasn't an ice chanter, and that made Ilse grin. She scrambled to her feet and deflected another oncoming spark. Something behind her shattered. She sang a difficult spell and directed it at Amelia's body, just as she was about to cast some other spell. Amelia was suddenly frozen in her place. Her face was wrought with anger, twisted in rage as all her fingers were fanned out. Amelia was covered in ice and powdery snow like a scary ice sculpture. Ilse stared at her odd creation, then at her hands. Ilse suddenly took her golden opportunity and pushed the sculpture over with all her strength. It fell mightily as shards of ice spewed everywhere. She waited for the satisfaction of watching the pieces fly before she fled. She didn't know where she would go, but she knew that she was escaping and she was alive.